The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E-Cigars.com or check out the link on the BBB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Proudly representing Team No Sleep for the Thursday episode of the Bostonian versus the Book. Dave Sherpin and Matt Peralta, how are you, Brigade? Thank you for being here live on YouTube and Twitter. Sports Grid on the replay. Bet Bash off and running. Mr. Sherpin, how are you, my friend? I saw you like eight hours ago. I'm tired. <laughs> I slept in these clothes. I wore these clothes last night to see everybody. I said, I'm exhausted. I woke up. We got to do the show. We've been on the phone nonstop all morning. Saw some people last night, made some friends, made some acquaintances, made some contacts that um, hopefully you guys are watching the show. Uh, We told you about the show. We show up every day around this time ish. I love the fact that people are putting ish in tweets, everything, and, and different things. Thank you to Tyler Wyatt oh. for giving us the ish. Correct. Originally, yeah. he said it in the chat. I started saying it. You started saying it. We referred to this as ish time, start time of the BVB. I think we're good, though, because here's here's what I've noticed. Now that we're getting closer to football season, we're like 15 minutes on either side of the time that I post. Yes, so like when I post 1030 Pacific, 130 Eastern, we started today at 41 past. Yes. So we're just, we're like in this, like issues, like issues, a 30 minute window. Like that could be a, t- could be a shirt. 15. Issues a th- 15 either side is the window. 15 the, either way. That's, show that's, that's what we can at least hold us accountable for. Yeah. Now it's the first week of school for you. <sighs> it's the first week of school for me and our daughters. We got a rainstorm this morning, a rainstorm, like a legit hard downpour out of nowhere, right at the time of the commute. Threw everybody for a curveball, at least in this house, too. Curveball. Can't go waiting, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you got the ultimate knuckleball when you got back. Well, no. First, I'm walking. I'm looking up in the sky. I hear boom. I'm like, what? the hell was that and then i mean the heavens opened yeah and i was soaked i put a picture on twitter yeah 
top to bottom, hat soaked, short soaked, Madeline. We were running down the street trying to get her to every other parent doing the exact same thing, trying to get their kid inside as fast as possible. And then at the kids for the record, go, yep. not an umbrella in sight. One. There was one person Somebody who had, had one. Umbrella. Somebody had one. One parent was smart enough to have an umbrella. Everybody else, for starters, we don't have umbrellas here in Vegas. But secondly, it wasn't supposed to rain today. Who had the umbrella? A mom or a dad? What do you think? A mom. A course. mom minus 8,000 <laughs> yeah, had an umbrella. Course. But I want to meet her. I can't believe you yeah. were prepared today in Las right. Vegas for a rainstorm with an umbrella. I just need to put it in the she car. She got her, sorry, Will, shit together. I keep on saying this to myself, put an umbrella in the trunk. Just put it in the trunk, put it in the trunk. <laughs> Wouldn't have helped you today. Yeah, it would have, because I would have seen it, would have gone back and gotten it, and I would have had an umbrella as we walked down the street. Instead, we're running full speed, trying not to have Madeline slip and fall on the, on the wet pavement, trying to get her in. So I got her in there, I come back, I'm doing the show prep, we're on the phone, we're talking to people, I'm making phone calls, blah, blah, blah. I go upstairs, I realize it was like, I don't know, t- five or ten. I'm like, I haven't eaten breakfast yet. I'm like, this is bad. I got the show. We got to run right after the show down to Circa. I go, I got to eat something. I'm getting lightheaded. So I'm eating my breakfast and I look down and I see a random bag at the end of the staircase. I'm like, what is that? No bag full of money. I walked out. Was it a bag full of? Uh, it wasn't what know, I wanted. Yeah. Offers so like, for football season. It wasn't <laughs> offered. Was the, what was in the bag, p Her lunch. And I'm Where like, was she? At school. <laughs> Not a day, good combination, Pete Rolt. Day two, I'm like, man, I texted you and Jess. I'm like, hey, we're going to start the show late. I got to go. I got to go run up to the school really fast and drop it off. Mm-hmm. I guess it was cool, though, because they've implemented this new thing now at the school where they have never had this before, but they have a late drop off like area where you walk up and <laughs> there's just kids lunches that are there for when parents forget stuff to just what drop it off. Doing? I laughed. I said, what are we this doing? Is a, I said, this is a common occurrence. Huh? And she, the, the, the secretary behind the, the glass says, it got so bad last year that we had to create that. <laughs> so she's like, if you ever forget the lunch, just bring it up, put her name on it, and they come and do a loop before lunch to see whose lunches are there. And then they go ahead and bring it to the kids in their classroom. Can you imagine? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, people? If your kid's the lunch in the morning, although I've done that. Day two. So it's just one of those things of getting back into the swing of things of day two of, you know, Madeline was like, I'm tired. I'm like, right. Cause day one is all excitement and fun. Day two is, Oh, I got to go to school. <laughs> the the fun is over now. It's time to go to work. No so yeah. So you get going. So that was fun. And, but last night, I mean, it was, we were at dinner at Circa last night. It was super fun because like, from the back of the backest part of the restaurant, you and I are sitting down and out of nowhere, a friend of ours comes flying through, grabs a table, grabs a chair, puts it down and says, I have to talk to you too. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, where did you come from? And yeah, we had a very- I was like, hi, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes in, sits down. So I started like, let's, can we talk about BVB? I was like, sure. I was like, let's talk about the show. And he's like, I love the show. I'm like, that's phenomenal. We thank you for watching. The best part about it was you had no idea who he was for about 12 minutes. More than maybe more than. Oh my, look at that frozen face. Snap your fingers. Come back, please. Good. Come back. Click, click, Come click. Back. One, two, three. Good. Okay. Hi. You're back. Hi. All right. Okay, Ooh. good. We're back. Uh, Close that ESPN window. I have nothing open. 
I have nothing. I've learned this. I have nothing. Well, the rain has not helped anybody's connection. I I have a phone call I was supposed to make to the guy. I was supposed to make it yesterday on actually Monday. Today's Thursday. Well, today's Thursday. Wow. Where'd the week go? I was supposed to make a call on Monday to the cable people who said, like, what's wrong with my internet? Why am I freezing? This is ridiculous. Because it's so strange. Is it Thursday? I thought it was Friday. Right. Yeah. No, it's Thursday. If it's Friday, you're call Friday. It's Thursday. Because the internet, it's weird. You never freeze on my screen, but my computer is running this show. Right. So how does it freeze? How do I freeze, but you don't? If it was my computer or my internet, everything should freeze. I, when the guy came and set everything up, I said, this has to never go down. I said, if there's a, if, if there's a nuclear winter Bomb. outside, I right. need internet connection. Right. So you make sure whatever yeah. you connect right here right. is connected. Under all circumstances. I don't understand my internet. It's just so, so bizarre because nothing should work because I'm running the show on this computer and yet you stay on and you work and it runs. The chat runs, everything runs. It's all being run off this computer. So you if it was an internet problem. Mikey Awesome runs too. As soon as you freeze, he goes he and grabs blasts it. something oh, away. It's phenomenal. It's, it's absolutely, it's, it's tremendous. So last night was a lot of fun. We're back down there today, uh, signing people up, meeting people, saying hi. We saw a lot of really, a lot of our friends last night. We had a lot of great conversations. That was really cool. And, and, and look, it's, um, it's one of the most interesting conventions I've ever been to. <laughs> it's really cool. It's very different. And tomorrow is going to be, we'll get to the, the Phil Mickelson stuff yeah. tomorrow for your, for yours is going to be amazing. All right. for, your, for your panel. Listen to this. Uh-huh. All right. This is what we do. Guys, subscribe and subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button while you're here watching it. And if you do like it, tell somebody because it is growing. We're yeah. up almost to 1,500 subscribers from nothing uh, six months ago. Zero. We asked you guys to subscribe after the Super Bowl. You guys have come in full force and continue to do so. Much appreciated. The Super Chat thing is a completely different animal and fun. And it really helps us out. And apparently it's helping the algorithm along with uh, Will in these shorts, which the Disney one literally last night was the last thing I saw before (laughs) I went to sleep and I had to get up and go to the bathroom. But I wanted to mention just now a super chat. I looked down and it's red. I ain't never seen a red one before. Okay. Apparently they're color related by the amount Oh, put in there. The denomination. I, I don't know okay. how this all works yet. We're still learning. Mikey Awesome and Sonic and you and we're all learning as we mm-hmm. go. Yep. It's our first three-digit. What? It's a three-digit contribution to the show from our friend who I don't know, although I want to meet, ideally very soon. CB is his... You know, He's name. going from one to five to ten to twenty to fifty to now what? He's doubling up to a hundred dollars. Oh my! One hundred dollars right now. Crunchy <laughs> Beaver. It's like a telethon. <laughs> in red says, "Hail to the brigade!" I'm getting in early today. I have a hard out in about thirty. Also, I unfortunately might miss roll call Friday again. I'll watch it on replay on three different accounts later, though. You're Just want to thank you guys for doing what you do. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, sir. My goodness gracious. Where, where is, do we know where he is? We need to find CB, what, I need an area coach. Yeah. Huh? Give us where you are. Yeah, I'd love to find out where, where, you're you're at. Where, where you're at. If right. you're anywhere near local, we got to have figure out a way to get 
connected. Yeah. And, you know, we got to get this. I don't know if you wear hats. We can show some sort of appreciation. But the appreciation that we show is you guys just being here. Like, Amen. Right yeah. now. And we got yeah. we got admins in this chat. We got I like the little wrench. The, the wrench is kind of cool. The wrench is kind of cool. See, so look you at just, the wager wire boys just popped in. What's up? Are they, wow, the they're, wager awake. Wire they're awake. That's good. The they're awake. That's great. So here's the interesting thing about, about that little wrench, right? So yeah. part of the super chat, part of what's going on, you guys are seeing new things being turned on. For, for those of you who know about YouTube, then this is all going to be very, you're going to be very much aware of this, but we're learning all of this stuff. But we're going to start to have opportunities for you guys to actually have your own avatars, for you guys to have your own ability to change the way your name looks. Like we're going to we're going to really increase the opportunities you guys are going to have in the live chat because it's such a huge component of the show. Oh. It's such a vibrant, awesome community that we are building and you guys are a part of that we want to give you guys as many tools as possible. And look, it helps to fund the show. I'm not going to lie. It helps us, helps us keep going. But it also gives you guys some, some differentiator on a roll call Friday, which... I don't know. Football season this year on Roll Call Friday might be out of control, <laughs> given where we're going and how. Listen to me. It's August 10th. There's preseason football games today. Let's go. Stop. Let's I'm go. not excited about preseason football. My fucking team is playing. I'm excited. What are you talking I about? I knew you were going to say My that. team is playing. I of mean, course I'm excited. What do you mean I'm excited? I get to watch the Patriots tonight. Yes, I'm excited. Hundred percent, and they get and, paid for it. I get to watch the Patriots TV and get paid for it. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely beautiful. I can't believe this. I, <laughs> me, and you were going to do the first hour. This is this is this great, is incredible. It's Bailey yeah. Zappy season, baby. Oh, I made yeah. money last year betting on Bailey. Let's. Oh, he froze. Perfect. Look at that face. Snap it. Snap it, Mikey. <laughs> Got him. Look at that one. Why is this happening? I'm getting. You're talking worried. about Bailey Zappy day. Or yes. season with a Tennessee Titans hat on is uh, outstanding. It's awful. It's I Titan love day. It. It's Titan day. But and now we're gonna freeze you. You freeze again. <laughs> you're already. You're, it's two strikes. You get one more freeze. I don't know what this kid's gonna do to you with the Tennessee Titans hat on. It's okay because they're not your team. This is not. I mean, we're gonna talk about them today, but this is your bugaboo team for years. Well, if the I'm Texans, pulling, the Patriots are doing. You're, with you know Tennessee the Patriots. Titans, are, you know the Patriots. I mean, you know the Patriots who the pitchers are playing, right? They're playing Houston tonight, which is the my number one bugaboo team. This is outstanding. Number two is Texans. <laughs> I don't Titans. even know what you're playing, but I'm booking it. It's fine. The number got over three, so you got to go ahead and get and give me a home dog at plus three and a half. Let's roll. I'm excited that the wager wire guys are up. You guys were a dog to actually be up by ten o'clock, right? Well, it's almost eleven, so. Probably just stretching. I could see the doctor probably just doing a big stretch. You know, Travis has probably already done yoga. <laughs> right? He's, he's a yoga guy, 100% doing some back bends and, you know, dog eat, whatever that thing Still is. Say, Addison, Addison, you may very well have created the Wager Wire BVB logoed hat. Ooh. That might be the actual. Oh, is that one? Well, listen, Mr. C's was pretty nice too. It is. But. I don't know, but why do you still have these hats, sir? Do you know how busy I am at the moment? Just give, give me a me. little bit I'll of a take break. Him here. To the place, give okay. Them to you, I'll give me your days, and you can take him. You can get him. I, well, I'm no, you touch. gotta wait. They, I don't want them in the transit over the weekend. We'll mail them out on Monday. Okay. So the, this is that wager wire thing, all blacked out. Put it closer to the camera. All right. There, you right there. Look at that logo. My and God. Then, and then turn it that way. 
Black on black with that DR green dollar sign. <laughs> that one, I mean, that really, that really, pat, I mean, it, it pops. In a, I mean, it's it's awesome. So, Addison, this is on this is on the way. It's coming. I have it. I, I need to, I'll give it to Dave today. Dave can go ahead and get rid of it. So, we're good. Downward dog. Downward dog. That's the name of the pose. Downward dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. What are Travis we doing? doing? Yoga. What are you doing? What happened last night? What happened last night? Michael Lorenzen happened last night. So, no, no. May have been the coolest moment of baseball season so far. It was the third no-hitter of the year. Why was that, why was that the coolest? Why was it better than Framber's last week? Uh, um, because the broadcast caught his mom, right. his wife, holding their newborn daughter. It's pretty cool. It's his first start for the Phillies after the trade deadline at home. At home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the guy you brought in to fix that rotation spot that you may need, Mm -hmm. as well as get you to the playoffs. Yeah. There's no bigger moment for a starting pitcher that you bring in your first home start, favored against a team that you're supposed to beat mm-hmm. in front of a pretty nice crowd and four walks, that's fine. No hitter. The electricity in that place was building and building and building. And then you see, and if you don't know Lorenzen's story, he lost his dad uh, a few years ago suddenly, and he's been traded and traded and here and there, he was a reliever, and then he became a starter. There's just a story behind it. And listen, I'll say it. Philadelphia fans, when their team is in, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good place to be to watch a game. And that Philly place is back. It's back. Like that was it was fun. We were we were glued to it to the point where I was on sports grid. I went down during a break to make sure that the kids were watching it. I got to the bottom of the steps and I go, you watching the Phillies game? And Kylie goes, go back upstairs. Superstitious blah. She's a pitcher. (laughs) I'm a pitcher. I get it. I was like, okay, I just want to make sure you were watching. She's like, of course we're watching it. Go back upstairs. I was like, okay. All right. So I love no hitters. Is there, is as far as baseball moments go, no hitters. What beats that? Hitting for the cycle? No. I mean, the only oh, thing that beats a no hitter, a cooler game. thing in baseball, is perfect a perfect game. game. That's yeah, it. that's it. No, I mean, you've said this before on the show that it's the one thing you go to the ballpark every day hoping to see. Every you haven't, day. You haven't seen it live. And I think that's really true. I mean, the thing about sports and the thing about going to a sporting event is that you don't know what's going to happen. You have the chance to see something that's never been happened. It's never happened before every time you go to a game. So those people walked in last night, not knowing that the new guy for the Phillies was going to go and throw a no hitter and throw over 120 pitches, which by the way, you should fade that guy in his next start. Okay. <laughs> Lorenzen is a fade in his next start. His arm's going to be hanging for the next two days, but that's an incredible moment. It's an incredible feat. It's only one win, but it's a night that everybody at the ballpark will talk about for the rest of their lives that they watched Michael Lorenzen throw a no hitter in a Philly uniform. No question. And I think people that watched it with the broadcast, you know, was watching a Phillies broadcast. That's one of my favorite things about watching. You get the local broadcast when you get right. the package and you, you get to feel 
um, for, you know, I mean, the mom, his mom started crying and, you know, the, the, the wife was holding the baby and they were trying to record the moments of them. And then the scene of his teammates, like they just met the guy a week ago. Right. A lot of them may know him off. Yeah. You know, whatever, but brotherhood, it was so cool to see it. And then what actually got overshadowed was a 28 year rook. 28-year-old rookie came up and in his first at-bat in the major leagues, hit a home run. Oh. Nobody talked about it after. The, yeah, sorry. The grind. They showed his dad <laughs> and family in the stands. Just the ball went out. He crushed it. The ball went out. They went right to the video and his dad just started crying. It was so powerful. I was like, Oh my God, you know, to grind at somebody that's 28 that finally got called up to make and he hit a home run in his first at bat. You can't make it up. Just to stay in the minors for that long. Oh, to do the bus trips, to do the apartment living, to do oh. the salary that you I mean, working in the off season. I mean, although, I mean, your salary, your signing bonus is long gone at 28. It's see you later. You're making $30,000 a year to play minor league baseball. Like that's, if you want to talk about a guy who's playing for the love of the game and that's it, a 28 year old rookie is playing for the love of the game. Grinding. That's tough. That's, that's really, really tough. So that was special. Really cool. Night it, last night. Is it cheapened for you because it was against the nationals? Like someone put it in the chat. It was against a triple A team. Okay. But the, but Framber no hit nah, the A's. Sebastian a- Anthony. I know, but you, you say the same thing about Framber last week. Framber no hit the A's. You can say, oh, the A's lineup sucks. Yeah, fine. But no hitters, no hitter. Okay. Framber yeah, had one walk. Who pitched the perfect game for the Yankees? It was, uh, was it Domingo Herman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. did it against the A's. Right. In front of 2,600 people. <laughs> Right. No, I think I, look, I think the crowd was like 8,700. It's a round like bat with a round ball, 27 up, 27 down. It's not a perfect game. You walked a bunch, but you got him, I guess, not 27 up, 27, but like 30 up and 27 down. But that is hard to do. I don't care who. They're getting paid too. Double A, triple A right. players. doesn't matter. It's still that, yeah. really hard to do that because when the ball gets put into play, weird things can happen. A yeah. Funny bounce, a big yeah. hop a bloop that hits a, a a ball that hits on the chalk. Like there's just so many things that can happen that will spoil a no hitter that getting it. I don't care who it's against. It's still a pretty cool deal. It's a no hitter. It's very neat. Walk off home run or no hitter for you. No hitter. Way Baseball harder moment. Way harder. Walk well, no. off home run. David or home team to win a playoff game. Pretty good. That's pretty good. That's better. I mean, when the home run happens, you can trump a no hitter in the regular season with a walk off home run in the postseason. Okay, but okay. that's about it. That, that that's how. And then you can ramp your way up. Walk off home run to win a series. Walk off home run to win the pennant. Walk off home run to win a World Series. You know, you can come. So you kind of go up for moments. I mean, David Ortiz has some of the most iconic walk off home runs in the history of the game. And would I trade any of those for a no hitter? No, I would not. So. Yes, walk-offs can trump it, but when does the walk-off happen? So regular season walk-off, no way. No hitter is way better. There's some, I mean, but they're, they're cool moments. I just like if I'm ranking them, no hitter for me is just it's it's the whole game. The tension builds up. Twenty walk-off tw- is the end. Twenty-seven 20. or twenty-eight perfect games. How many have there been? Hermans was the twenty-eighth. 
because it's yeah, so 28. So there's 28 perfect games in the history of baseball being played since the 1800s. Like that's the ultimate performance in baseball. Oh, it's the best. It's like it's, it's, it's 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 it is um and attention is so it just as it continues to build one bleeder, one broken bat bloop. Like there's so many things that can happen. Perfect game with an error. Every guy in the field's like he, Hit me the ball, but hit it to me so I can get it. Like, and then you got to throw it and think, like, oh, we're in the eighth inning. I better get this across. Like, there's so many things that go into it. We were talking um, about that last night. Like, if you're on the mound and you know you're three outs away from a no hitter, what at what point does the no hitter creep into your mind as a pitcher? At what point are you allowed to think about it so you don't get distracted? Because for me, I could never think about it. I'd have to just wake up, open my eyes after the ninth inning, and go, did I do it? Because if I started to think about doing it, I would screw something up. The guys at the chat are putting in, put in your best walk-off home run memory uh, in the chat right now. Ooh, if you're watching the show or listening, you're a baseball fan. Because we got a couple, I mean, Blue Spader, one of our senior members of the brigade, said him and his dad listened to Harvey Haddix pitch 12 perfect innings against the Milwaukee Braves in oh, 1959. Crap. What? one He pitched 12 innings. Perfect. And he remembers yes. listening to that on the radio. He's a little kid, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so wow. they're putting their they're putting their things in. I can tell you this: I was in uh, Colt League, seven inning game. I pitched a one hitter. Nice. I went four and two thirds and gave up a little blooper to center to my center fielder, my, one of my best friends, Reno Dove. He made a diving catch before that, but he couldn't get this one. It fell in, and I was sick. I knew after I went through the order once with no hits, then I got the second time through the order to start the fourth inning. I walked in and I said, there ain't been nobody on base. I knew it. My catcher didn't even know it. I threw the pitch and a kid hit the blooper. I was so mad on the mound. I took the ball back from the catcher, snapped the glove and the dad keeping the score official score looked up at me and went like this. Nice. He knew and I knew. I don't know if any of my teammates knew because they were just playing baseball. We were right. 17, 16 years old, whatever it was. So I think it creeps into their minds when you go through the order into the through the fifth or into the sixth. You're like, okay. Something's on. I, yeah. I, I got something tonight. And then everybody starts getting away from them in the dugout. As soon as you get through the sixth. That's, yeah, that's, that's when that's when that's, I started watching. I started watching in the seventh. That's because because somebody pointed it out. We were sitting it, at the table at Circa. Yes. And someone was like, hey, that's a no hitter in Philadelphia. And I went, what? And they go, yeah, yeah, that's they're through six. No hits in Philadelphia. I was like, who's on the mound? They're like Lorenzen. Yeah. Like, Lorenzen? <laughs> that's his second start with the Phillies, right? They're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Started watching it and it like he got through the seventh with ease. The eighth was a little bit rocky, but he got there. And then the ninth was like, hold your breath. Here we go. I mean, the balls got put into play all three outs in the ninth. I was like, no strikeouts. I was like, whoa, grounded a third twice and then a pop to, to shallow short you know, or shallow left, I guess. Was there any and debate it, while you were watching it that he wouldn't come out for the ninth? Yes. There was, I asked the question. I said, after the eighth, I said, what's the pitch count? And they're like, 114. I'm like, 114 after eight? It's like, um, they're like, like this guy, they need this guy for the rest of the year. 
what's his season high? I think his season high for pitches was something like 110. So I was like, uh, all right, let him go. It's not that, it's not that egregious, but it's still like, I guarantee you he's going to, he's going to be tired. That's today. That is just, that's, that's one of those moments that like it, did it, did it make you want to bet the Phillies to win a national league or to no. win a world series? No, 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 I don't buy it. I mean, the better oh, moments like this, it's happening again. I keep putting these little tweets. You out. can, if you want to, they, you they, can, they, I don't, they, they, I don't believe they, in that idea. You know, this, you're a baseball fan. You know, this it's momentum. The next day's starting pitcher is the momentum going in. So they might start to feel like, Hey, we're coming and we're going to be a, we're going to be a factor. Lorenzen is a pickup. Here right. we go. But, Domingo Hormon pitched a perfect game and he's not in baseball currently right now. So like, well, like, yeah, he's got some issues. I mean, he, I mean, I'm just saying like, you never know. Like they, you just don't know what the, what the year is going to, what the next couple of months are going to unfold. Philly looks like a team in the conversation for a wild card spot. They were before last night as well. This is just another building block, another momentum builder for them as they roll. But I, I still think they've got, you know, they're not, I'm not putting them in the playoffs right now, put it that way. Like they got a fight on their hands to get in. You've never been in a no hitter. Have you? Nope. You know, I've been furthest? in that ballpark though. I've been in the, I've been, I've been to a playoff game at that ballpark and I've been to a, I've been at the bank when it's rocking. So. Do you know the furthest the pitchers ever gone at, at a game where you've been? Uh, Pedro I watch Mar- it every time I go. Pedro I Martinez, I think had a no hitter through six and a half. Six and a third. No, six and two thirds. Okay. But it, that it, was it, the number for me. I think it was six. I think six, it was six and, and two thirds. thirds the most. When, it was into the seventh inning deep when Pedro had a no hitter going. And right. And that, that was, that was the only time I was at a dominant performance. I was in the, I was in the outfield and I just was marveling at how hard he was throwing. Like it was, it looked like the ball was gaining momentum and as, as it hit the catcher, it still was picking up speed. It was going <laughs> faster. That's when you know you're yeah. like, like you as a batter, you're like, we're in trouble Uh-oh. today, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's he was good. So no, never, two thirds for me. And uh a three hitter was the was the most I've ever seen. I've like, seen a complete I've seen a seen. complete game. I've seen Schilling throw a complete game. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen complete games, but a yeah. three hitter is the least amount of hits that I've ever seen. So I keep track of it every time I go. I, I get in, let's get through the first inning, and then I, I I'll say to the girls, there goes the no hitter. Right. Of course. And they're like, Daddy, then there's not gonna be a no hitter. I'm like, one time there will be. You guys will see. It'll be so exciting. Oh, uh, if you go to off games, you'll see. I mean, it's just on the math side alone. Eventually you'll see it. It's coming around. We had Tyke on. I mean, that guy's seen three right. perfect games. Right. That's right. That's incredible. He's seen a ton. That's because uh, the A's get no hit a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> He saw two in Oakland and one in San Francisco. He saw Matt Cain pitching a no hitter in San Francisco. It's kind of bad when I've seen so many no hitters. Well, I'm an A's fan. That's why <laughs> my, team, my team gets no hits. That's, that's, that's reality of why. It's not like my team goes out there and no hits people. No, my team gets no hit all the time. Like, that's why I've seen these no hitters because my team can't hit their way out of a paper bag. But yeah, these were good for a lot of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's bring them here. It'd be a great idea. By the way, oh my gosh, thank you for reminding me. This is a perfect time to bring this up. Did you know? You remember to put listening glasses on for a second. Oh, did you, did, did, did you know? Jeez, oh, I dropped all my papers. Damn it. Go the ahead. proposed ballpark for the A's here in Vegas. They have nine acres of land. Nine. Nine. It's not a lot. 
do you it, know how do you know how many acres the playing field of a major league baseball dimensioned field is? I learned this last night. Just the field, just the or playing, like the whole stadium the and playing stuff. surface from 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 inside the actual foul line to foul line. A baseball, the average major league baseball, how many acres an average major league baseball field takes up? This is an interesting question. I would guess two. 4.5. What? These fuckers have nine acres to build a ballpark on. And the playing surface is 4.5 acres. So they have to build everything else for the ballpark. Stands, entryways, all of it. No. On the other 4.5 acres. No, no, no. That sounds like a bad idea. They that are sounds not like a very building, bad idea. They're not building that ballpark at the Tropicana site. It is not happening. I was sitting with Captain Jack Andrews last night. We're having talking about the A's. And he's like, you know how stupid this, this conversation is right now? And why is no one talking about this? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, do you know how many acres a playing field takes up? I'm like, that's a really good question. I was like, I don't know. How many? Six? And he's like, no, 4.5. It's like, wait a See, minute. You don't even have to check the math with Captain Jack. Like, oh, he yeah. knows. I'm he, sure. Well, he like, showed it, me on, he put on, he, he showed it to me on, on the, oh, I guess it might have been Wiki or something on, on a website. He showed okay. me the dimensions, the average dimension of a major league. And it says 4.5 acres for a baseball field. See, these guys like that, there's guys like that lurking all around that have the answers to the questions before <laughs> they ask the question, which I appreciate. If you come in a chat and ask a question, have the answer because people like to know. I hate when the kids do that. Right. They come in and ask a question, and I'm like, well, no, what is it? Oh, I don't know. And then they leave the room. I'm like, wait, what? Think about how dumb. What? How dumb. This Where are they going to put the is? seats? Where are you putting anything? Where, no where are you putting? This is no the parking. dumbest. This is not happening. Okay. This is We're, not happening. You are not building a baseball stadium on the proposed site at Tropicana. Where it goes, I have no idea. And no way. That no. is to me the death nail of this conversation. I went, oh my gosh. You're because I mean, people think nine acres, it sounds like a lot of land, right? Nine acres sounds like a big plot of land. No, it's not even, I mean, not even close. <laughs> to what they're going to need to build a major league baseball ballpark with a dome and everything else that's going to go around in it. And that proposed area at the corner of Tropicana and, um, and, and, and Las Vegas Boulevard, forget it. Like just stop this conversation. Somebody should have written that immediately when, when, when they said nine acres, someone raised, sort of raised their hand and said, um, um, can, 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 um, excuse me. Do you know how many acres a ball, uh, actual ball field takes up? Probably should check. Um, I, I, no, I don't know how. 4.5. 4.5. That's half of nine. It's half. It's you half. You don't even have to be have. good at math. That's half of nine. Just the field. Just the field. Not the just concourse. The not anything else. Not the walkways, the entryways, the suites. N- n- nothing. That's it. Listen to this. The chat is the show. We, we talk and we do the show and the banter back and forth. But the chat, CBW just came in and said, uh, sensing the grandstands will be very vertical to save space. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> We're looking like this. Like where you go, where you go and sit in them seats and you go, oh, oh I'm afraid to draw. lean forward. <laughs> you fall. Lord of Wasabi. Thank you for coming in and watching the show, sir, and, and being involved in the chat. He said, obviously, it's a standing room only. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yes. It's, you know, get on your dad's, you know, piggyback on your dad. No it's, seats. It's, it's no seat. You have two people on you. You stack them. <laughs> this is dumb. I couldn't believe I was like, I was sitting with oh, Captain Jack and the guys from Unabated last night. And I was like, 
I can't believe this hasn't been brought up. It's like, how is no one, why wasn't that like on like talking point number one to blow yeah. this idea sky high? There's no way they can build a ballpark. I got I, I got a bone to pick with Rufus when I see him. He walked right by me yesterday. Uh-oh. And he didn't say hello. I mean, he was with his brother, but he walked right by me. And I turned and I saw him and I was like, Rufus. Did Rufus on, just big bro. time me? Like Rufus. Because ah. it's pretty obvious, like when when we're out, like I'm wearing something that no one is wearing. That's true. So if you say you didn't see me when you walked a foot behind me. It's hard not to see you. Come on. I mean, so, Joe Brett, Joe I'll Brennan, find you, Rufus. Joe we'll, Brennan we'll saw you from across the way and came running. Like, you know, he had a baton to, to get the table you. over. We had the brisket <laughs> fried rice on the table we already. Did. I was like, Joe, hi. What's up? <laughs> he loved the Philly stuff. He did. He's from Philadelphia. Yeah. He was, he was all in. He was he, he was super excited. Ooh, uh, maybe, maybe the ballpark will that that's why they gotta have less seats. It would be the smallest capacity ballpark in baseball which would create demand, right? And they could brag about their 98% sold attendance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The average attendance, the average attendance across Major League Baseball is 28,000. They pulled that number out of their butts and just said, <laughs> "What's the middle number?" When they said, "How many people will you average?" "What's the average?" "28." "We'll average that. We'll average 28." "How big's the ballpark?" "Uh, 30,000." First was 35, then it was 30. By the time they're done, it's going to be 10,000. It's going to be the same size as the ballpark in summer. With a standing deck. Yeah. yeah. They can sell the tickets and standing deck. Come on in. Stand and watch the game. Hard dome, as bad as the Tropicana Field dome. No need for it in Vegas. It's such a, this is turning into such a bad idea on so many levels. This is such a bad idea. Hopefully, we're, you always say this, where's the adult in the room? There's got to be someone. There's got to be an adult in the room. Someone holding up the holding their hands up, saying, "Anybody doing the math on this? Like, like anybody figuring this whole thing out as to like, yeah. can this happen? Yeah. Like, like seriously, can we actually pull this off? Because there's no, you can't create space, guys. It's either there or it's not. <laughs> and it sounds like they're not going to have much space to build the ballpark. So. Oh. Good stuff there from Captain Jack. Appreciate that. Speaking of the gambling world, oh boy, tomorrow mm. you will have a lot of eyeballs. Yes, yeah. your panel is going to be a lot of fun with Darren Rovell and yeah. Joey Kanish and yeah. Jeffrey Pizzola. You met Pizzola yesterday. Pizzola. I've met him before. I, I've met yeah, Pizzola yeah, yeah. before. I just, him and I were passing. I was leaving the bathroom. He was walking in. He was like, I got to go. I'll talk to you later. I was like, I'll talk to you later. He's like, we will, heck, we'll catch up. We'll catch. I was like, yeah, that's fine. So, my two ships passing in the night, but you got that whole thing coming up tomorrow. But before that will be a yeah. sit down with Billy Walters, yes, whose sure. excerpts from his new book with Armin Katan is hitting media members, hit him, hit him last night. It's come out. Darren Ravel has an article. Our friend David Pernum has an article on it. Uh, the book is entitled Gambler, the secrets from a li- life of risk. Yep. It is by uh, fire pit collective. And Phil Mickelson is going to be the main headline generator from this book. Yes. According to the book, Phil Mickelson has bet more than $1 billion on football, basketball, and baseball over the past 30 years. And he even attempted to place a $400,000 bet on Team USA in the 2012 Ryder Cup. He was a participant of such bet. He uh, he writes that from 2010 to 2014, Phil Mickelson made 858 bets of 220,000 and uh, 1,115 bets of 110,000. Yeah. 
It is estimated by the book that Phil Mickelson has lost approximately $100 million in sports mm. betting over the last 30 years. Mm. Now, here's the question. Mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson is a very rich person. Yes. Phil Mickelson has made a ton of money. Has. Does this hit differently because PASPA in sports betting is legal across the country? Remember, he did this. He did this in the vast majority of it being in the illegal market when he did this. He did this in Vegas a little bit. He bet here a ton, but mostly he was betting offshore. Mostly he was bidding in the black market. Well, there How was, so? There was we're, nowhere else to bet. We're desensitized to the point where athletes gambling is no longer a big story. It's no longer a big story. I don't think this hits the way that it would have hit 10 years ago. 10 years ago, this is a stop the world. This is Tiger Woods and the sex scandal type of impact. Oh, 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 because Sports and gambling have become more normalized because of PASPA. I see what you're saying. Okay. We're just desensitized. The the money's there. It's big, but I don't think people are going to be thinking like the integrity of the game was in jeopardy, that Phil somehow was involved in something nefarious and that's horrible. I don't think that. I, I mean, just from what I've read, and what I've seen, and then what I have seen with my own two eyes, mm-hmm. and it's obvious his unit size was a hundred thousand a game. That was normal. But that hundred thousand a game was when he was wanted to do that. We had guys that do that every day. We does, we does we that bother you? Who, does the money amount bother you? Doesn't I? I'm the wrong person to ask about. No, that. you were the right, exact right person to ask because you've seen it enumer- You've seen it enough times to know that this is not an anomaly. This is not something that's totally out of the realm. I can't believe I've never seen this unit size before. I've never seen anybody bet this before. Right. But you have. I have. So the average person is going to get sticker shocked by it, but 100%. It's not, but then it's designed to. It's but I don't absolutely think. Absolutely designed to. Just like five years ago, reporting big bets was a big deal. Somebody bet this, somebody right. bet that, somebody right. bet this. And now it's. Now it's not, it's just. It feels like white noise. You know, it's just, it's, it, it doesn't have, I don't think nearly the impact as, uh, oh man, pirates almost tied it up. Sorry. We need over 10. It's four, three and a sixth. I think is the story, at least with the fill part, because there's a lot of people in the gambling space that, you know, are like Phil didn't do the right thing. That's the story. It's not his gambling. That's the story. That's that what, what Billy's that, selling. That Phil is, um, what's the word? Uh, cooperative witness? <laughs> a certain animal that the mob used to call people? It's not that favorable? Oh, like the Disney book Mickey Mouse? Uh, it is a rodent that has a tail and two ears, but it's not a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> mm. that maybe was Phil able to escape a mob trial in twenty se- in 2007 or maybe. an illegal gambling operation trial in 2015. Phil just kept on 
keeping himself out of the headlines and out of jail and out of trouble. At some point, I think those que- were, were those questions answered in the book. I don't. I mean, I've read the book. It's not out yet, so I don't know. But right. Phil Mickelson has made, you know, a ton of money over his career, $100 million on course winnings, $200 million from the Live Golf Tour, signing with them. Phil is a gambler. People have called him reckless, embarrassing, addicted, and he even said that he had not gambled in years, saying people were accusing him of being an addicted gambler, and he said, I had to go, basically say went away and stopped gambling. He received treatment for being an addicted gambler. Supposedly, according to sources, and people will read the book, Armageddon has said this publicly, that Phil almost got a divorce, that his wife, Amy, told him, you're done. No more gambling. This is not, we're not doing this anymore. And if you do, then I'm going to leave. And so supposedly Phil, um, if you read the book, Phil, which is the first book that was out, that is really, it's an unbelievable book that I think there are opportunities, you know, to draw your own conclusions. But Phil's wife went through a lot. She went through breast cancer and the Mickelsons raised a lot, a ton of money for breast cancer research. And people have had a ton of questions about whether or not there's going to be this, you know, gigantic, I don't want to call it a, like a bombshell, but there's something that's going to come from all of this. So the, the book's going to have some smoking gun inside of it. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not when it comes to Phil and what he's done, but we've known him to be a gambler. We've known him to be sort of, you know, a guy who skated. And when you talk about not doing the right thing, people have said, this is Billy Walter's revenge. This is Billy after going to jail, coming out of jail and saying, you could have, you know, helped me in some form or fashion or protected me and you didn't. So now I'm airing, Uh, I'm now, I'm now I'm airing all of it. Now I'm now here's the world. That's maybe the case. I mean, I will read the book. I'm reading hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm reading it. Um, You know, we took Billy's bets. Everybody did that was in the business. You know, and knew the whole thing. I mean, it was just a normal operating procedure. Um, someone asked a good question in the chat. KC one, KC in the word one written out O and E said it's his money. He can do whatever he wants. Agreed, hundred percent. Agreed. That's so. Is the is the story again? The amount of money. Or is it because he's Phil Mickelson and that amount of money? Because if it was he was Phil Mickelson, he was betting a dime a game. Right. Does anybody care? No. No one should care about the amount of money. The amount of money doesn't matter to me. Man, oh man. I don't know. It's such a, it's such a I think that's that's why it's a story. Do you, There's a lot oh, of people that bet? Oh yeah. And the money is, oh my gosh. But I mean, losing a billion dollars, I'm sorry, I mean, betting a billion dollars and losing, losing a hundred million, like losing that type of dollar figure stuns people. But for Phil, what is that? I mean, your unit size is your unit size, whatever he needed to do. He sounds like he was consistent. Sounded like he was flat wagering. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 220 or 110, you know, it might be $220 for you. And Phil is $220,000. Right. And it, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> What's about the difference? The, it's, it's, uh, 
it's really interesting. There's a lot of people that have been in the business um, that that know a lot of stories and know a lot of people within the business. And everybody's kind of waiting to see what is actually said in the book. Because, you know, when you play poker, you show what you want to show and you're playing all the time. And those guys are, I mean, there's, there's bad poker players, but there's good poker players too. Billy's a gambler. Billy knows what he's doing. He wrote a book. I mean, I don't know how much money he's You know what's weird though? Come on. Here, this is, this is, this is going to interesting. So on the cover of the book, because I spoke to Armin Katane about the, about this book. Uh-huh. So we're going to have Armin on after. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. The cover of the book does not have Armin's name on it. I know. Did Armin eject from the project before publication? Or did he ghostwrite it? Well, I mean, if you look at like when the, when the article came out in August, August 3rd of this year, Billy Walter's forthcoming autobiography is a serious must read is the headline, right? Uh Gambler secrets from a life at risk will drop on August 15th was written in collaboration with journalist Armin Gatayan. There's no mention of Armin Gatayan on the front cover of the book. I mean, remember Armin wrote the book, Phil. So I wonder, and Phil did not like that Armin wrote the book. Phil, it was not written with Phil's permission. He was pissed off that Armin was talking. It's documented in the book. That, really? Yeah. Phil did not like Armin Katayan. Phil told people, do not talk. So in the book, it said that Phil told people, you talk to Armin about this book and you're out of my life. I, if, if you talk, if you talk on, on the record about what I've done and what I'm doing, you're out of my life. So that's a very interesting thing that Armin did help Billy write it, but it looks like they're going to push his Billy's story and Armin, who is a monster name in the publishing world and writing world and journalist world. Maybe they figure it'll sell better. If you don't mention that it was written with Armin Katayan. That's I just saw the cover for the first time. I just looked at Amazon and saw the cover and I was like, right. where, where's Armin Katayan's name? Armin Katayan's name's not on there. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I just got a, a text from someone watching the show who <laughs> says um, the money matters when you're not paying what you owe. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> okay. Truth. I mean, if our friends down South were getting stiffed, okay. Now we're into a different conversation. I don't know who was. I, I just, that's, that's a problem in the business. That's uh, there's people that on both sides, you know, that's, you win too much, you get stiffed. If you if you don't, if you lose too much and you stiff the guy, it works both ways. It's not right. It's definitely not. It's not a good thing in the business. Where do you it's think he was the placing business. the majority of his wagers? Like just you know, not. Oh, I mean, not not specifically, but but where do you? Th- I mean, like it's an offshore. At the, when he was doing it, he was doing it with an offshore, right? Oh uh, no, I don't. I mean, he could have been okay. Locals, locals, it was at that level. Oh, yeah, locals, yeah, most likely. I mean, you know, here, this was the only place you could get you down, could do it, that. right? I mean, you know, there were there, there are people, not there were, but I mean, going back to the 80s when those places opened up before they put books in casinos, a guy 
in New York or Chicago or Florida or some Kentucky would send someone out here for the season to do that exact thing. Yeah, here's here's a paragraph just to read, put a bow on this. Walters and Mickelson stopped their betting partnership in spring of 2014 when it was revealed the federal authorities were looking into a series of stock trades that they each had made. They had, this is from the article written by David Pernum today on ESPN.com. They had a falling out after Mickelson refused to testify in an ensuing insider trading case against Walters. In April of 2017, Walters was convicted on charges of conspiracy, securities fraud, and wire fraud, and then was sentenced to five years in federal prison. His sentence was eventually communed by then-President Donald Trump. Quote, Phil Mickelson, one of the most famous people in the world and, and a man I once considered a friend, refused to tell a simple truth that he shared with the FBI and could have kept me out of prison, Walters writes. I never told him I had inside information about stocks, and he knows it. All Phil had to do was say it publicly. He refused. So, and that's in the book. And this may get ugly. It is ugly. That's why he wrote, why he wrote the book. I expect him to eviscerate Phil tomorrow. I don't think Spanky's going to ask him about that. Really? Spanky's more trying to have Billy talk about the nuts and bolts of the operations. How was he able to do what he did? Not only that, do it for so long. Oh. So, I I don't know. Interesting. If there's a Q&A in the audience. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I mean, he's going to mention it, and Billy's going to say you got to read the book. Which is fine, but if you open it up but, to the audience, they're going to want more information than just – they're going to want – Okay, it's in the book, but what isn't in the book that you didn't tell us? Tell us the story that's not in the book. Right. What did you hold out? What didn't you put out there? They got to do something. I mean, people are paying to go to this thing, so they're going to need some, unless Billy's going to give them keys to the castle and explain how Billy Walters created the greatest sports betting empire in the history of America. That's book two. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Unless Billy's going to spill that level of information, the people in that room are going to want to know something about what the book was like, how is it going to be received. Man, tomorrow's going to be very interesting. I'm very excited. about Tomorrow's show's early, by the way, guys. Tomorrow's show will be an early time because Dave early. Will yeah, early. Early, early. start. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we got to do the show, get it done, and I got to post it. You got to get out of here. Get dressed and go down there. And What time do you got to be there? Do you know? Um, 10? I'd like to be there by 10. Okay. Or you so know, 8 a.m. start time tomorrow morning, then 11, 11 a.m. Eastern time start for the show tomorrow. Well, actually, no, I can't do eight because I've dropped Madeline off. We can do 820. 820. Or 830. 830. 830. You yeah. can get there at 10. Bang out 90 minutes. Uh, 830. We'll if we do the show for uh, an hour 30 is till 10. Then I leave oh. and get down there. Yeah, that's it. Get there at 1030. You said so, we get there by 11. Ideally. So, yeah. So try in between. Uh, interesting right. comment made yesterday by Penn National in the wake of the ESPN bet deal that we had talked about yesterday. Go watch our the, this short that we did on that that Will did. It's phenomenal. It's out right now on our on our YouTube channel uh, for ESPN bet and Disney. But Penn says in a story to an or in a comment to investors in the wake of this announcement, they're talking all about what's going to happen in the future. The first comment they made was they expect to be profitable or to see the, let me rephrase, the return on the investment, the 1.5 billion, 
will begin in Q4 of 2025. So forget this year, forget next year, Q4 2025. Football season, two years from now, they'll start to see a return on their investment with ESPN bet. I love business nowadays. <laughs> but if secondly, you start a business and tell everybody you're going to lose money for two years. It's a minimum. <laughs> Until you get to And you just give them $1.5 billion. We got no shot at the beginning, just so you know. We're not even close to profitability for two years minimum. Yep. And that's the story you can tell because it's probably going to be longer. Continue. Then he said that he foresees a realistic path that ESPN bet will eventually own 20% of the mobile sports betting legal market in America. One. That's, that's one in five bets being made on ESPN bet. Man, that's phenomenal. Where'd you get that number? We buying this? That's an Where insane did number. The, how did they get that number? That's his. That's their projection that they believe that ESPN Bet has the potential to do this to literally be the biggest book in America. Because what does FanDuel have? Does FanDuel have twenty percent of the market? They don't have twenty percent of the market, right? What are you talking about? FanDuel's got uh, 60 percent of the market in America. And- yeah, and, and DraftKings has 24, and everyone else is vying for the 16. Last time I checked, yeah. So whose number goes down, FanDuel, DraftKings, or both? <laughs> How about neither? So then, they t- so then what, MGM and Caesars are gone? There's no... No, that's the battle. That's the battle. They start in that race. Okay. They're not... They're they're not in the same race as FanDuel and DraftKings. They can right. say they are, and right. they can slap the logo on stuff, and they have the media. Listen, they start the media. They're in a different stratosphere with the media that they have. They're yeah. ahead of everybody with that different different solar system. But converting all of that, again, it's a big pizza pie. Everybody's fighting for their slice, okay? Mm-hmm. Vandal has over half the pizza. DraftKings gets them three pieces that just made perfect. And then them three slices that are sitting on the tray that are burnt on the top, the cheese is not right. That's what everyone else is fighting for, those three pieces of pizza. I got it. So Vandal had 60% in every market or just of the overall, overall total? Overall. Overall, because I know in mass at least they're they're behind. Like they're they're behind, but they jumped ahead one month and then back and forth one month. But we, we had two of them, they got eighty five percent of the market in mass, and the rest is is Wimbet. It's that I mean the percentages are crazy. Um, oh, what a catch by Henry Davis! Um, it's a very ambitious number. Someone just handed you $1.5 billion. You better say the right thing. (laughs) So he has to say, what's he going to say? Well, we're going to struggle out of the gate. (laughs) We're we're already behind. We're not sure if all of our viewers and people that consume our content are going to be betters. Like, he can't say any of that. He has to say all of the things that the investors want to hear. And he has to promise something. Now, I would say whomever said that, won't likely be in the job in five years. <laughs> well, he's got two years to prove the statement. So 
Could be well, in two years when it's all not there, he'll have yeah. they'll, they'll have another way to paint it. We didn't know that this was going to be this market. We're working with a third party provider. You heard some guys talking about the struggle of what to actually do the job. It's hard enough to go get the customers. Then you go get the customers and you're using this antiquated, sorry, Will, piece of shit software that you cannot book the games with. And you go, what am I doing? The best line was like, (laughs) the person will be nameless. It's like, yeah, you know, it's fine and good, but, you know, I'm working with a software provider that I want to strangle. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, okay. That's great. Like, you're really angry with them. He's like, they're killing me, Dave. They're killing me. This is just, it's killing me. I can't do it. Oh, man. And so it's been fun. They got, they got, you know, the integration of the gambling is, is through a lot of like, you know, I mean, we got a lot of good, I got a lot of friends in this business, a lot of people that I know and respect. And, you know, you've got to know them as well. I mean, I reached out to some people when the announcement happened. And I said, wow, congratulations. This means this is what some people that we know, I'm just going to leave that with you right now. And for Mm -hmm. those of you that watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of connections. Mm -hmm. They found out the same time we did. Yeah. Makes sense. Talent's always the last to know in this. this Always the last to know. Yeah. No, they're not not privy to any. I'm not a fan of that. You know, we're the, you know, we're the trained. puppet you know we're the we're the ones they tell us what to do so talents last to know you know it would be like caesar caesar's DraftKings, 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 fanduel eh, fuck all that now it's espn 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 bet espn bet espn bet espn bet over and over and over and over and over again that's what it is that's just turn forget everything else you did forget all the other branding forget all the other content pieces you've been doing now it's 24-7 ESPN bet. Look, Stanford Steve's going to be the ESPN guy, ESPN bet guy on game day. We were we were a little bit of you having to go get the uh, the lunch to school <laughs> resulted in me and Stanford Steve communicating nice. about his thing this morning. And, uh, you know, I congratulated him and said that's, you know, keep me posted about what happens and blah, 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 blah. I said, uh, you know, don't forget, uh, you know, you got to come on the show. Oh so yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll be able to get them all. I don't know. Like now when these things happen, they can't do certain things. It's fine. We're not affiliated with any book. We're, we're Switzerland. Sometimes when you get to a certain area of a certain place, they don't let you do anything else without ironclad permission. We'll get ironclad permission. We know the right people to get ironclad permission. He got to get it. We'll get it. He'll get it. We'll get it. It's all good. We'll all right. We'll make it happen. For Otani watch, as we get into more history for Shohei, who has been just absolutely ridiculous, becomes the first major league player in major league baseball history with 10 wins and 40 home runs in a single major league baseball season. Hmm. They've won two in a row. Angels have, we called it yesterday that Shohei had to go out and be dominant. And he went out there and he was dominant <laughs> in a four over the giants. Big win for them. I mean, easy pitch, you know, I didn't see uh, he went six strong for the angels. 
I, I mean, we got Jay Moss sending us stuff. The guy's incredible. Yep. I, I, I'm running. I said it a month ago. I'm running out of words uh, to describe. Let's see, six innings, one earned, one unearned run, three hits, three walks. He's ten and five with a three point one seven ERA in twenty two starts. Struck out five and has 165 strikeouts this year and 130 and two-thirds innings worth of work. Just glad I'm watching him play. Mm-hmm. I really am. And that was – it was minus 130. Yeah, it was cheap. <laughs> it was minus one. We talked about it. It was, it was a cheap price on him last night because the Angels had stunk. It was like, you know, but when Shohei's pitching, this is what – you were right. Get on my back, boys. Let's go. Get me two because they're only getting one. Yep. And they got one. I've I've used one. that line in the past because I heard big leaguers say it. I used to say it. I love when kids say it. I used to tell my pitchers, the girls when they were pitching, I told them, you know, in, in the huddle before, listen, she's only giving up one. We got to get two. Let's go. That's what he did. Um, They're off today, huh? Angels, yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. Most, a lot of teams are off today. Big weekend series. They go to Houston. Houston avoids Otani. Is it a sweep? <laughs> Does Houston sweep the Angels over the weekend? Probably. Damn it. I mean, I'm on the Astros right now. They're going to lose here to the Orioles 5-2. So it's a. I bet them to sweep the. I bet the sweep today for the Astros. So they go into the series with a, with a loss to Baltimore. So tomorrow, at least, I would bet the Astros tomorrow. Oh, they're going to be big favorites too. Um, and they should be. Olson tied Otani for the home run lead in baseball. He, I think, will pass him. You think Olson's going to win the home run title? I do. We have friends who we have who have tickets on such thing to happen. So I think he will. I think I think also will pass Otani. I just think as they slide, Otani's cramping issues. He starts to come out of games earlier. I think I think they'll start to. They're going to try to not. They want to keep him and keep him healthy. You got to be tired. Tom. He is tired. He is there's no debate. He's got to be really tired. I mean, yeah, we've been running hard. Just yeah, the cramping, talking, eating, and talking, meeting yeah. people. I'm tired, but I'm 52. He's an unbelievably world-class. He got to get tired. The pitching and the hitting, how long How long can this be sustained, P-Roll? Career-wise, like, can he do this into his mid-30s? No. No, but he can do it for two or three more years easy. What does he pick? When he has to pick one, does he hit or pitch? Pitch. And then pinch hit. Damn, bro. He'll he'll come off the bench and pinch it when they need him in certain moments. But he'll I think he'll be a pitcher. He's gonna hit 50 something home runs this season. He's gonna have a 10 and 5 record with a 3.17 ERA. I mean, he's gonna be qualified for a top 20 ERA in baseball. Oh man. I mean, I don't it's know. it's pretty I, I'm with you, but I would I think you probably will pick pitching is because it, you can stretch it out. Pitch, you know, you play once every fifth day versus every day. Be hard to sit in that dugout. Know that you got as good or bad as or better than everyone in the line. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's a crazy <laughs> statement, but it's absolutely true. It's 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 
it's it's wild. Gosh. Uh, time now for the Circa Million, Circa Survivor, Circa Sports team of the day. 32 teams in 32 shows. You guys, Circa Survivor, Circa Million, signs going on right now. Come to Vegas. You guys can sign up. No rake taken for $14 million. Five games against the spread for million. Circa Survivor is simply betting, picking one team to win each and every week. For more information, you go to circusports.com. Today's team of the day, the Tennessee Titans. Win total last year, seven and 10. Win total this year is set at seven and a half with the overjuiced at minus 125. Reasons to be excited? Full disclosure, I have not looked at this schedule one time and I have not talked about the Tennessee Titans other than in passing one time. So this is all fresh, new, and if anyone talks about the Tennessee Titans today and their season win total, you will show yourself. Okay. Show yourself. Sorry. Uh, Easy schedule. According to pro football network, not the easiest, but one of the easiest schedules, they could win the division because the division for the most part is garbage. And unless the Jacksonville Jaguars run away with it, which they probably won't. If you win eight, nine, 10 games, you're going to be in the conversation. You'll be close. You may not win it, but you'll be close. Reasons to be concerned. Uh, who's the quarterback? They have four. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, is it not? He's the starter, but when does Will Levis play? And what do you do with the other two guys behind Will Levis? Will Levis is not playing. He's. Well, you think Will Levis could be actually beat out Tannehill without yes. Tannehill getting hurt? Yes, it could be Marcus Mariota again like last year. I mean, they brought in Desmond Ritter. He sat. Marcus Mariota was the aging veteran. And then things didn't go well, and they played Ritter. Will Levis will be the starting quarterback next year for the Titans. Next year. We're talking right. about this year. This year. So have so time. who's t- behind Levis? Tannehill plays, you know, Ryan, T- I, I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill will probably play, you know, Will Levis will play probably by week nine, be my guess. Week uh, eight, week nine, he'll play. Come in and be a part of it because you've got. Who's behind Levis? Is Malik, Malik Willis. Malik Willis, the first round. He, he's, well, Levis is technically the third string quarterback, but. It's the battle is Levis versus Malik Willis. Okay. But Ryan Tannehill, the starter, they've, they have three quarter. Frozen. Snap. Snap, snap. Snap. Back. Fingers. All three, all three were supposed to be the starting quarterback. Okay. So, and then the second question there about reasons to be concerned says, will they trade Derrick Henry? Is this actually on the table? It's been on the table the entire thing. Smoke and mirrors. Ain't trading him. I mean, if they could get a king's ransom for him, he is the offense, is he not? Um, I guess <laughs> they got nothing else. I mean, I'm trying to think about the receiving core. I mean, remember they got DeAndre Hopkins. So I wouldn't say he's the, I wouldn't say it's all Derrick Henry. Whew. I mean, I think that there is an opportunity there. I misspelled Derek. I apologize for that. I just went look. So I think that doesn't look right to me. It's like Derek, Derek doesn't look right. <laughs> like that's wrong. I apologize that's wrong. for not catching that. I yeah, that's Sorry, it's wrong. It's, it's the wrong. Derek. That's like a Derek Carr. Derek Carr is spelled that way. Derek Henry is D E R R I C K. 
I-C-K. Yes. Different way of spelling Derek. But I think they could trade Derek Henry before, you know, potentially as things roll here in training camp and as things roll towards the season, let's get to the schedule because that's obviously going to be a monster factor as to whether or not they're going to be in it. And if they're in it, they're not trading Derek Henry. If they're not in it, well, then they're obviously going to look around. Here is your schedule for the Tennessee Titans. Open up at New Orleans. Continue doing this. This is perfect. You have the date, the time. The times are Pacific for you guys that get confused. We are in Las Vegas. Addison got it confused. We are in the Pacific time zone. So this is the time that we have when it appears on the screen. You guys will have to adjust it. You guys (laughs) do the math. But that's the screen right there. That's it right there. Uh, At at New New Orleans loss. Home for the charts. Oh, second week. That's a survivor. Tennessee wins that game. Chargers. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. that's guys. Oh, if you're doing a survivor and you come here to do avoid the, the game, you know, use us for the proxy if you want. We'll help you out. We'll get the picks in. I'm not going to tell you what to pick. That one's taking people out. Titans <laughs> win game two. Wow. At Cleveland. Now, remember, I bet the Titans last year to under their win total. Yeah. And it burned me. Right. <laughs> six, six and a half. Right. I bet under six and a half. Right. And they won seven. Yeah. They're not winning at Cleveland. I mean, they might, though, but they're I'll not say winning. No. They're winning one game in their first six games. They're going to open one in five. No, they're going to win two, at least. Not the Cleveland game, not the Cincy game. They'll beat Indy. Yes. And that's it. They're winning one of those. All right. I have one. You have two. I have two. By week and week seven is bad. After it was like home for Atlanta. Oh, they're winning that game. Three. Okay. And then a three game road trip, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Jacksonville. Is that an 0 and 3 or is L, that 1 and 0 2? 0 3. 0 3. Yes. No, oh, they, win a, they win a Tampa game. That's four. <laughs> No, Four. that's one. Tampa, that's one of Tampa's must win. Tampa's has to win that game, or they're going to have a deep. Tampa's going to have one of the worst seasons of all the teams in football. Go ahead, four for Tampa needs to win that game. Uh, I have two. Home for Carolina. They could win that game. I'll give. Um, them, I'll give them that game. You'll give them that game. Yeah, I'll give them the next two games. I'll give them Carolina and Indianapolis. That's a split, most likely. But okay. I'll say they win both. That's I have six three. For me. I I have three. Okay. So oh, no, I have four. Sorry, Atlanta. I have, I have four. Uh, yeah, four, Miami, two, three, four. Yeah, I have four at Miami. Nope. Home for Houston. Yes, seven. I, I agree. I have five. Uh, home for Seattle. Oh, the West Christmas Coast Eve. team flying home, flying across the country. I mean, on Christmas Eve. No, Seattle will find a way to win that game. That's, I'll give it to that's, him. That's seven. I'll give it to him. That's one, two, three, four, five. That's six for me. At Houston. Tough game. I hadn't beaten Houston at home, so I'll probably have them losing, splitting seven. Agreed. I am losing out. Lose the last two. I have six home wins. against Jacksonville. Six. Be cold in Tennessee for the game. Florida team playing in the nasty weather. Seven or eight? Six. What's or seven. the number? The uh, number is seven and a half. With the over juiced. Yep. I like the move. The number seven or eight. Okay. I have six What's or seven. What's the bottom? The bottom is four. Holy crap. 
You think yeah. you just went through that schedule. It's one of the easiest schedules in football. You think they can only win four of those games? Sure. If they, if they, if Taylor gets hurt, if their offense does nothing, Daniel if the defense, gets hurt, it may be better. Maybe true. Possible. But their offense doesn't do anything. Yeah. High ceiling is 10. Wow. That's one of the bigger ranges of the teams we've done yet. You think it could be as bad as four? I think the bottom is six. I think the I bottom think is four six. and the top and the top is 10. I think they go 10 and seven, or they could go one up four and 13. Really depends upon their defense in my mind as to, and, and Vrabel normally is a very good defensive coach, but they've got big problems and their offensive line is atrocious. <laughs> it may be the worst in football. So keeping Tannehill healthy, good luck. And then putting Willis or Levis behind that offensive line. Huh. You asked why would they trade Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry can't run over everyone. He's going to get hit a lot, huh? If he's got four linebackers in his face every time he touches the football, it doesn't matter what <laughs> what the hell Derrick Henry can do. He's like getting pissed off. He's going to get, get me out of here. Yeah. I don't want to be lot. here. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be around this. This is a bunch of, you know, this is a joke. Get me, get me out of here. Yeah. Guys in the chat, girls in the chat, if you're here, put the Tennessee Titans season win number that you think their season wins are going to be this year after just seeing the schedule. And again, it's August 11th. No, 10th. Today's the 10th. Tomorrow's Correct. the 11th. 10th, yep. I'm thinking it was the 11th all day. Um, things could change between now and then. If Tannehill doesn't win the job, if it's Malik, it's not going to be Levis. If it's Malik, does that change your opinion about the number? No, but I don't think it's going to be Malik. I'd be stunned if Malik Willis beats out Ryan Tannehill. Not, it's not Vrabel's way. He comes from the Belichick school. <laughs> play the Jabba play the vet. Six 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 said way, tf under. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, I'm with them. I mean, Titans, if their offensive line issues are not wow. fixed or addressed, they could suck this year. Six six six. I'm thinking under eight four six six under the. <laughs> over to, but it's a backdoor cover end of season oh maybe roger long it. nine six in a tie how about oh, that that's Call a crazy stat. tie good stat tyler i wish i knew that tyler you can start telling me these things before i make bets tyler did orioles haven't been swept in a series for 76 straight now wow today orioles will play today <laughs> Orioles were the side today. I was on the wrong side of that game. Yikes. Did not know that. Good job, Tyler. That's a great stat. Tell me that before I bet next time. It's not like Tyler don't have the number, too. Like, I mean, he can just text us. And, yeah, tell know, me before, I mean, man. To, don't tell me afterwards. Don't tell me after the, after my bet fails to cash. Tell me before. I would have bet. If he'd give me that last night, I would have bet Baltimore. Put it in the BVB Discord, which is what again? BVBshow.com. He's in there all the time. Uh, did he post it in there? No, but he's been posting. Come on, Tyler. He's been he's been crushing it with poker lately. He's been talking about all his. Oh yeah, I know. He's he's doing good. Been, That's been good. knocking down poker tournaments. He posted a picture of himself playing uh, with Chris Moneymaker. Nice as a young child here uh, in Vegas. He was a youngin. Had his hat on backwards. I asked him on Twitter if he still has the hat. Oh, probably. He probably still does. I'm going to say yes to the favorite. 
Brigade Proxy Service NFL Story of the Day. You guys can go ahead and text us at 702-570-8255. As we learned, it is also 702, sorry, 702-570-TALK. Talk! If you need to remember it, 702-570-TALK-8255 to get in touch. I spoke to a very nice guy named Paul yesterday who's coming into town, called the number directly. It's kind of neat. First time uh, Paul had one of those interesting, like, he had an answering service. I said, please hold for Paul. And yes. I was like, oh, okay. And then I went ahead and spoke to Paul. I'd never had that happen before. Paulie! <laughs> He's coming in next weekend. He called the Brigade Proxy Service, so I appreciate that. You can also just text us at 702-570-TALK to get in touch. Email us too, right? Uh, yeah, at Brigade Proxy on Twitter or Brigade Proxy at gmail.com. You can right. email us as well if you'd oh, like to do well. that. Uh, okay, Tariq Hill, speaking to the media yesterday said he believes if he stays healthy, he could have a 2000 yard receiving season. No one's ever done that. They're going to throw the ball that much. You buy it. I want him to say that. That's my receiver, man. That's my guy. I want him to go say, yeah, if I stay healthy, I'm going to get 2000 yards. He got one. He got one. I would bet under 2000 if I could. You got 1000. 1,710 yards last year receiving. No player has ever reached 2,000 receiving yards, and it won't be easy because, well, just look at the receiving yards, the records that are being put up, and how many yards per game you have to have to get to 2,000. But you would think that they're going to throw that much this season because the defense for the Miami Dolphins won't be great, and they're in an offensive-minded division. Jets, Patriots, and Bills. More of the previous two than the Patriots, but you know. Again, I'm impressed that he said it. And Tyreek gave me these glasses, by the way. These are he the did. Tyreek, you know, the, the soul runner glasses. So I'm a big fan of uh of Tyreek Hill. Was when he was in Kansas City, and not just a fan because he gave me the glasses, but um if he goes for even close to this. Miami's making a playoffs. That means yes. two is healthy too. Yeah. Well, two was banged up last year and he still got 1700. So how is that possible? With he did he had a couple of crazy big games? He did. That's, that's the thing too. Like he's capable for you fantasy guys, right? He could post yeah. you a number that wins your week. He can just two, him 250 in two scores. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So that's um, possible. Yeah, it is possible. I am I buying it? I would bet under. How about you? If the number was nine one nine nine nine, bet it for the limit. Under, bet it for the limit. Under. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's never happened before. What is his season receiving yards? If you guys have a book that has that, I'm curious what that number would be. Would you say his number was last year? Uh, seventeen hundred. Did he play all seventeen games? I think so. Yeah. He had to have. 17 games, 1,700 and change, average over 100 yards a game. Let's see. Um, That's pretty impressive. I mean, like, he, he his numbers were, um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. It's, oh, it's, Heineke is the backup quarterback for Miami. 
The guy that was I thought, in. I thought it was Washington. Mike White. And Mike White's there too. Yeah, Mike White's the backup. You can bet Hill to lead the league in receiving. That's plus nine hundred. Is that the is that the lowest? No. Cooper Jefferson, Cup? Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tariq Hill, Devontae Adams are your five top five options. Um, the odds for him to have over fifteen hundred yards is plus two hundred. Oh, okay. For Tariq Would you bet that over? Yes. Yes. The plus two hundred. The record for receiving yards oh. in a single year is Calvin Johnson with 1,964 set in 2012. And if you try to say that Calvin Johnson's not a Hall of Famer, you are a fucking idiot. He was amazing. People were trying to say that. that he's because he didn't player. play enough. He was Doesn't, the best receiver in football for whatever you were under he was the age of 35. The if you say that Calvin Johnson is not a Hall of Famer, you were under the age of 35, and you should not be commenting about anything to do with anybody playing in that era. Because it's what's a, the argument? What what does someone bring to the table with he that? He didn't that play, he, didn't he wasn't play dominant, enough. he wasn't dominant long enough. He didn't have enough dominant seasons. He had a couple of big splashes, and that's it, which is absolute lunacy. We Calvin got a Johnson. Lot of people in the chat right now. Is Calvin Johnson a Hall of Famer? Not I will even, be very surprised. We have a wide range of people watching the show. Yeah, our chat's smart. 18, we, we have smart people 70. in the chat. Yes, our audience is smart. Smart people don't make comments like that. Is <laughs> Calvin Johnson a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Oh, here it is. His, oh yes. my, Tyreek Hill's prop number for the season, juice to the under, is 1,305 yards. Yeah, that's an injury number. That's saying he's not going to play the whole season. Wow. It's yes, 410 yes. yards. First ballot Hall of Famer. Thanks, RJ. Andy O, yes, yes, yep, yep, yes, green check. Yeah. Not even, there's not even, not even a conversation over this. Like, this is not even like. I, I'm, I'm very surprised that somebody would, like, I, I wouldn't even know what to make the argument. He didn't play long enough. Yes, that's the argument. It's not a good argument when he's not the a good best receiver. He holds the record for the most yards in a season. He played on some bad football teams on top of all of that. Agreed. Absolutely, completely agree. It's Gosh. it's just one of those like, wait, what are you saying? And how and what? What? Like, this is not. No. Yeah. No, come on. Bad, bad, bro. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> CBW, no, he's not in the Hall of Fame already. Like that, right? Now. Well, <laughs> finding right. a dink thing to say. Yes. <laughs> I I understand the idea that, like, well, he, you know, he he shouldn't be because he didn't play enough high-level games, or didn't play enough playoff games, or blah, 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 blah. Wrong. Wrong, 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 and wrong. So, uh, Greg, who we met last night, I appreciate the heads up. He just told me that the email address I gave him last night was wrong. So now I have to make an adjustment. I have to fix it. I appreciate that. I did not know that. That's good to know. He just sent me a text and said, hey, I have your text. I have your text, not your email. Tried to email you. You know why? You use that fancy little card that you whip out and say, here, use this. And (laughs) apparently it's the wrong email. The word whip out. Whip things out. Oh, (laughs) now you're starting (laughs) Like, what do you want whip- to talk about the meat curtains and whipping <laughs> things out? What there you I go. Whip- what am I whipping out exactly? A fancy, out right a fancy thing that I'm whipping out. Okay, yikes. Uh, we'll fix we'll fix that during. Yeah. 
we'll fix that in a little bit. It's 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 the old it's the old work email. I didn't even realize the old work email was on there. Son of a them people were getting the emails. No, they killed my email a long time ago. So it was it oh, was, so it was bounced back. Out. Yeah, it's bounced back. back. So I just gotta make that correction. Uh would you be interested in eating four to five thousand calories a day? Because Joey Bosa is doing that to prep for the season. <laughs> That's a four to five thousand calories a day is a and he's trying to gain weight. That is a lot of food. So how much time is he spending in the bathroom? <laughs> That's my first question. Two, if you're awake and you're eating four to five thousand calories a day, yeah, your life is he not going to practice because all he's doing is eating, right, sleeping, and going to the bathroom. That <laughs> is so much food. It is. is it not? You sent me the number, and I'm like, did he? At first, I'm not going to lie. First thought was he made P. Ralt made an yeah. error in the number Come that on. can't be right. Yeah. And then I checked it. I'm like, no, that's what he said he's trying to do. How do you do this? You just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat as much as you possibly can eat. How do you practice after you eat all that stuff? Um, you know, that's a pretty good question. Like, like that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, how do that's, you practice? That's a pretty good question. I, I would say that that would be one of those situations where you would be eating it after practice. Like, they, I, I don't know the schedule for the Chargers and how exactly that they're doing that, but like, my gut, my gut tells me that they do it after he eats after like he'll eat like a gigantic dinner. But four to five thousand calories is an insane amount of calories. So like that is just like. But both we have apparently Chevalier is I don't know if he's a trainer or he's working out or what, but Pierre says uh, that six meals plus a day is nothing. It's nothing. That's not that hard when you are training. How about that? I did not know that. That's why we have this show. I don't know. A large Domino's pizza is about 4,500 calories as a whole on average. Oh, no. Is it really? Is it what? Sonic just said that. Well, if that's the case, that ain't that hard. Hell, I think I did that a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't feel good after. I know I wasn't going to football practice. He's not doing it before he eats. He's doing it after he eats. Practices. So he's yeah. not doing it before. Oh, he's he's not doing it before he eats. He's doing it after he eats. What? Practice? Yeah. Eating. What? Eating. He's, so not, he's not doing it after he eats. You meant no, he's, after he's eating at night. He's practicing and then he's eating a huge, like 4,000 calories probably at night. He probably eats like a breakfast, works out, goes to practice, and then eats. It's all, it's Holy all crap. Well, dot, dot, the Adam in okay. the chat just came in and said a Chipotle burrito is 1,000 plus calories. Right, it's supposed to be yeah. Chipotle, so it's supposed to be dinner. Dang, that's easy. That's easy. For if you're four, eating, you try to four do that. Four bur- you can eat. Could you eat two fully loaded burritos? Hell no. Two. I couldn't do it. He's I eat four. one, and I'm gonna lay down. I'm like, oh, I can't even. Sometimes you can't even finish one of them. Chipotle burritos are so big and full of stuff. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's that's a lot. <laughs> Connor Winsky called the soft seventy five. Can you imagine? <laughs> I like it. Yes. <laughs> exactly what it is. Wow. Chris Covey? 
Mr. C said Michael Phelps was doing 10K a day during the Olympics. Oh, I believe that. Yes. But Michael Phelps is doing multiple, what, 800 meter medleys. He's doing like endurance swimming and sprinting. Bosa's practicing in football. I'm not saying it's not hard, but you're not burning the same calorie load by any stretch. Michael Phelps is a much different person than Joey Bosa is. Man, oh man. <laughs> uh, so the Lions are everyone's darling. This headline, I just had to put it up because it's really funny. It's only training camp, but it's undeniable. Detroit Lions built to win now. <laughs> are the Detroit Lions built to win right now? <sighs> yes. Really? They're built to win right now? When his season win number is what it is, they're yep. the odds-on favorite at every book in the world to, to to win their division. Okay. They're favored to make the playoffs, yes. There's people betting them. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen, right? This is going to happen. They're, they're not built for the future. They're built to win right now, yes or no. Simple. I mean, no. everybody believes it. No. No? This guy really believes it. Who? This guy. <laughs> Is that real? That says champions 2024. Super Bowl champs. Lions. What Why happens, what happens win it? Can we get this guy in the show? I don't know who he is. He's on Twitter. Can DM us at Boston versus the book, please. This guy is all in. He is all in on the Lions winning the Super Bowl. I would caution against that. Would I would not? too. Yes, I would not get tattoos. No, I don't care. The chief chief fans shouldn't go out there and get tattoos saying 2024 oh, champions. Oh, okay. Nobody well, should want that. They won last year. Yeah, last year. No one's gone back to back since the Patriots in 0304. Somehow we work the sorry, Will, fucking Patriots <laughs> in every show. This what? is what this is what my guy just CH used to do. Stating on, the facts. Oh it's just the facts. It's not, it's it's, it's but we're not fact. talking about the Patriots. It's a fact that you said you were the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I would be worried. Chiefs aren't winning it all this year. You're 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 sure of this? Sure, just like I'm sure the Eagles aren't winning the NFC East. What? Go find me the last time a team went back to back winning the NFC East. He told me yesterday on the show it was 2003. So, so listen, what's cool 20 years ago is all coming back. Maybe they're going to win back to back. Okay. So, we who's going to beat them? We haven't had back to back champs since 03 04, and we haven't had back to back NFC East champs since 03. Who's going to beat them? Dallas? The Chiefs? No, the NFC East. Dallas, who's going to Is it Dallas going to win that division? Sure, they could. Yeah. What? 100%. Where's, where's my glasses? What? Micah Parsons takes a step forward. If Dak doesn't what? throw the throw interceptions, if Tony Pollard considers to stays healthy and runs the football, sure. You think Dallas is going to win that division? Giants can win that division. What? It's not, not going to be the Eagles. It's going to be somebody else. We got a guy coming to town tomorrow. He's one of the biggest Giants fans I know. He's the guy that lives in SEC country. Oh. We're going to meet him for the, for the BPS. Nice. And then we're going to have to have him on the show because he sounds like he's got that perfect draw. 
and he's a New York Giants fan. Southern accent Giant fan. Let's do it. You can't yeah. make it up. I'm it's in. perfect. You are saying that the NFC East is not going to be won by the Eagles today. That's you're good with that. If if Tariq Hill does go for two thousand yards, yep, we'll 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 give this away. Signed jersey, signed by Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's a Tyreek Hill autographed jersey. Okay, I I don't wear jerseys, like you know. But yeah, I, I I do have I do have this. Okay, authenticated Tyreek Hill signed. Man, oh man, signed I jersey. So it does go for I can't believe you said the Eagles are not going to win. You were pretty adamant about that. It's just I, just by history, just I just you know bet the streak as you say, right? Different years. Bet the streak. Bet it's the a streak. streak in the baseball game to game still, things. Yes, still a streak. Not the year trends. Bet the streak. <laughs> Editor book at time. We can do the whole show inside of the sports grid window. It's good. Oh. Uh, Patriots plus three and a half against Texans tonight. Look, it, I ain't even talking about this. <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Are you nuts? Let's seriously. go, Bailey. Are you are you seriously going to go with that? I already bet it. Bailey said, I bet it last year. I'm betting it this year. Same bet. Just like last year. Oh. Bailey Zappi put up. No. Why is Houston a three and a half point favorite in New England tonight? Why would they bet up from one and a half to three and a half is a better question. Nothing makes any sense. They were bet up. <laughs> Why were they bet up to? <laughs> Nothing makes any sense about this side or total. Did you see what the total did? It's low. No need talking about it. it's the highest total on a board this week. What is it now? You're talking about 37. What? It's 37 now. It went up to 39. Wow. And it came back. Something Four, happened. 40, wait, Somebody thought, said thought, something about who's playing. Well, no, we know we know Houston is is starting CJ Young, but 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 they're not going to sorry CJ Stroud CJ Young CJ Stroud they're starting CJ, but they're not playing the rest of the starters on defense. So that's why they think it's gonna be higher scoring game because scrubs are gonna be in backup scrubs are gonna be in the fourth quarter like guys who are not making the team like period are gonna be the game for the Texans. I have no idea the side. I have no idea why. Man. If I had to, if I had to say it, I'd say it's a fake move because it makes no sense to me whatsoever. None, nothing of this whole line makes sense. I would agree. Uh, Nats and the Phillies. I'm going over nine, expecting the Phillies bats to keep going and the Nationals to get no hit to come back with a big effort. I know it's Nola. Let's double check. Nine flat. Nine sliding to the over. We'll bet this one. Corbin. Yep. Patrick a, Corbin. A lefty. All right. I like Philly's team total over a little That's better. Um, but yes, it's five and a half. On a nine? It was last night. It was five and a half on the Pirate game, which was 10. They moved this to five. Hold on. This got to be four and a half. They moved it. They're really, this is a surcharge. Five is the total. Well, it's five and a half at certain books last night. That's why I didn't bet it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, I'm not touching that. So we're going to try to trick the bots to bet under. That's what they were doing with that. So number. right. Five nine, and a nine. half on a total of nine. It lands five. I see what you're doing, people. That ain't right. So we were going that. Where's area code three, five, one. That's a, I've never heard of that. Area code three, five, one. I don't know. Oh, it's in Lowell, Mass. 
Lowell Mass. That's a new area code. It's a new mass area code. I've never oh, heard of three five one. I hate them new. I hate the new area codes in the cities. That wow, we know. that's really interesting. Three five one is Middlesex County, which is where I grew up. Huh? Look at that. It's a title shot. I don't know. I don't know what three five one area three five one area code is. I don't know. Uh, two minutes. Favorite thing about today is what? Appointment. Signing up a guy. Stealing my thunder. All right. Well, that was my favorite. Can we not share the same favorite we thing can. about today? Damn. It's a weird deal. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a very strange universal type. Of Tell work. the people then. Go ahead. So we're signing up Ken Miller, who for two years was my co-host in Des Moines. The Matt and Miller show took over after Marty Terrell went insane, literally on the air, off the air, well, on the air, didn't know he was on the air and said 13 F-bombs and that wound up being a national news story on NBC news, because that's what the world used to be like kids. Because if you got caught on the radio swearing back in the day, it became national news. Still can't believe that happened, but it happened. They opened up the microphone that did not know they were on the air. They got into a screaming fight in the studio and everybody got fired. So they were desperate. I was moving home. Ken called me and said, Hey, you want to come to Des Moines? I need a co-host. I said, he, so Marty and Miller became Matt and Miller. And for two years I were, I lived and worked in Des Moines at KXNO radio. Did not know this until after I started working with Ken, but Ken was working with CG because hoof hearted was Ken's background. And Ken was the guy calling. This is the guy who farted, by the way, in case you need to know the thing when we laughed, we laughed on the air. This is Ken's call on the racetrack, calling the, calling the race for hoof hearted and he yelled fast and you'd say it fast and it dies you die laughing funny can we please request that he name his entry <laughs> hoof hearted i know i'm saying it right 100 percent, ken you can name it anything you want i would suggest hoof hearted <laughs> he'll get so mad he will get mad why do it can say- you imagine if he wins a quarter and they have to say who won the quarter and Benson or somebody has to say hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. What? <laughs> hoof hearted went 18 1 and 1. Big check. When it says hoof hearted. So good. Please. We have to, so Ken worked at CG. I met you because you're working at CG. I was doing radio on behalf of CG. This is the whole universal world coming together and clicking. And Ken and I sat there last night and just said, How did we get here? How did you and I sit, stand here? How are we standing here in Vegas together with his son working for Circa? His son's going to sign this, sign him up with us in an hour at Circa. Is he a Cubs fan? Cubs? Uh, he's whatever. No, he's from Winnipeg. So like baseball is like he'll do whatever he like. He's an everything fan. He okay. likes the Cubs because of Cappy. So David Kaplan, who does his radio show every week, and we had him on every week on Matt okay. Miller, and he's friends with David Kaplan from Chicago. So he's a Cubs. Cappy's the you know, the cub guy in, in Chicago media. Can you put up the graphic? Can you change it right now to hoof hearted so people can see what the words look like? It's H O F F. And then the word hearted there. Hoof H at the beginning, not woof. Oh, what you put Wait. woof. <laughs> Sorry. Woof hearted. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the show, boys. Hoof hearted. 
And he called it down the stretch. Hoof hearted coming down the stretch. Hoof hearted to the wire. Hoof hearted. If you haven't seen this video, you have to go and see this video. Ken's taking a picture with us today. He made me promise that we'd take a picture together. I said, yes, we'll do it, Ken. We'll take a picture, but you'll see the guy who, I mean, I don't know how many years ago, because I, I, it blew me away when Ken was like, I'm turning 65 this year. He, he wants to be on the radio for 30 years in Des Moines. In three more years, he will be on radio 30 oh, years. That's amazing. Unbelievable. I was, like, Dude, I was like, that can't be possible. He's like, Matt, how old is your daughter? I was like, she's nine. I go, you left Des Moines 11 years ago. <laughs> He's like, I'm still on the radio in Des Moines. It's like I was on the air for 10 years before you got there. It's like, holy crap, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, he, he wants to make it to 30. So your favorite thing about today is my favorite thing about today as we go and do this. So big show tomorrow, guys. Early, early, early. Early. Okay? Early show Be tomorrow. ready for the tweet. Tell everybody it's going to be an early, early roll show. call. We're buying in garbage cans. Grab your socks. Stuff. Grab your. Go- yeah. I'm not going to say it. Sign us off. Goodbye. Where you go. Tomorrow, Roll Call Friday, early edition for BVB.